Welcome to the Real Estate Secrets Podcast for healthcare professionals, hosted by Austin Hare and Nathan Palmer, who together have over two decades of real estate knowledge and investing. This show is about sharing lessons in commercial real estate that were learned from trial and error and working directly with CEOs of billion-dollar healthcare organizations. Our mission is to teach the insider strategies used by the big guys to everyday healthcare operators in order to get access to the best real estate at the best prices. All right, so today we are talking about market strategy, and we're going to go into um, demographic basics, kind of some of the, the definitions, the terms to look out for, and what they mean. So Nate, talk to us a little bit about some demographic basics. Um, yeah, so I think, I think demographics are, are really important. Um, I think they're, um, they're widely misused. Uh, because I think I think people ultimately will, or, or one pattern we've seen is you know they they'll they'll try to find the demographics, almost manipulate what they want to see in an area because they believe they have some gut feeling that um, that it makes sense there. So there's there's so many different demographic categories you could look at that they they ultimately then try to hone in on. Maybe the one or two that that seems to highlight an area when when maybe overall it isn't it isn't great, but um, but the the idea about about demographics and, and kind of the theme we have in in this entire section is really what what you've probably heard us say a lot is we, we really want to underwrite the where before the what right so 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 many times we've been in conversations. Um, with doctors and physician groups and in fact I have a meeting later today that the context of the meeting is surrounded on this physical piece of property and the opportunity and now we're going to go back kind of go backwards and try to justify why we're looking at that site and so you know we want to make sure that um, in our process and for our clients you know we're really kind of ahead of uh, the physical real estate search when we're talking about the market strategy and specifically the demographics. So demographics have a wide range of, of uh, topics and, and, and uh, data points, right? Your, your basic uh, three-mile population data, your basic uh, income level data, but even inside of, I mean, if you look at income, even, if, even when you break that down a little bit further, you know, a lot of people you you very commonly see average incomes listed, right? Because um, they're always higher than median incomes. So, um, but is it really a true representation of that area, right? Or do you have just an, uh, you know, two hundred houses with exorbitant incomes that that dramatically skew um, the median incomes to the rest of an area? So. So I think I think it's really important when you talk about demographics, and I think we'll talk about it maybe in a in a later podcast about about how to choose the right demographics or how to identify the right physical demographics for for clients' practices, depending on their business, the the type of patient customers that they're looking for. But 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 really, kind of today, just want to explore the idea of of kind of what what demographics are and and kind of how we use them in the process. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, from the flip side, when I was, uh, when I had businesses and I was looking for locations, you know, that's when you're, they'll focus, like you were saying, they're focusing on the strong points, right? 
And so when you look at those, those sheets, the demographic sheets, you know, the flyers that they send out, like they always point out, you know, the good things about it. And so they're never, they're just not going to point out the negative because why would you, right? So we want to give everyone an understanding of like what it is to look out for, what is positive, and what are the things that are left unsaid. So uh, first of all, with demographics, you mentioned income earlier. So let's talk a little bit about income demographic. What, what do you think is a good income demographic to be looking out for, um, you know, just in terms of, especially in healthcare? I mean, there's, there's wide ranges, but what would be your advice? So this is a good question. And it's a complicated question because, um, you know, there, there's not an, an easier, there's not one answer because we, we have some, some clients who um, are looking for payer mixes that are 100% or as close as they can to all commercial pay areas. And we have some clients who, who focus on more of the Medicare, Medicaid um, population bases and therefore are looking for incomes in a different range. And then we have some clients with some, some range in between. So, so it really is kind of up to the individual practice. Largely, most of our clients exist in the middle to slightly upper middle income areas. And so, you know, again, usually that's in the 50 to 90,000 median income range. Um, but again, you know, another, another very important characteristic when thinking about kind of broad level uh, demographics is also understanding that geography plays a huge role in different demographics. So the right. same $50,000 that might be a median income in where we're sitting yeah, in Orlando, Florida, Florida where the cost is of very different than $50,000 in urban LA. Chicago, LA, San yeah. Francisco, Washington. Um, and, and, and those are examples where it's maybe worse, but and certainly examples where it's better and, than small communities or rural parts of the Midwest or, or things like that. So, so it's also really important. And one of the one of the key metrics that you know we we tend to focus on is is really evaluating demographics on a relevant basis, right? So we're not, you know, it's difficult to come in to a market or a trade area and say, hey, our our established threshold is thirty thousand people and two and a half miles and. 60,000 of, of median income because that may work great in Columbus, Ohio and Indianapolis, Indiana, but now we're talking about Topeka, Kansas and how does that how does that really relate to that specific population base there? So so one big thing so well, yeah, what you're saying find the median income for your area and then make sure that you are, you know, a, probably above it to a certain degree. Yeah, again, if, if you're looking for, if you're in that 80% of healthcare practices that are targeting primarily the commercial payers. Right, okay. Yeah, so that, that's important. Set a baseline. So when you're looking at, you know, demographics, you're looking at these sheets, these flyers, determine, determine your location, uh, do your own research, right? So whatever they say for the median income, you know, population density, whatever it is, set a, set a baseline for your particular area because... It might not be as good as, as they're making it out to sound, right? So that's that's the first one. Income is, is such a popular one. I mean, it's what everybody, it's what you think about. Um, the second most popular one, I think, would be population density. So what would you look out for when it comes to population density and putting up? Okay. Yeah, so, so, and we'll talk more about this, I think, at a later date when you talk about uh, realistic trade area sizes, because I think, I think one of the, one of the challenges 
largely with population density are, are that uh, to some degree you can say, oh, I'm going to build this dentist office, chiropractic office, dermatology suite. I'm going to build this office and people are just going to come, right? And so you, we've seen people say, oh my God, yeah, look at this. In five miles, I've got 150,000 people. It's cool. Well, that's great. But for that person who lives five miles away, they got to pass like eight competitors to get to you. So is that a realistic trade area size, right? And think, so, so that's one of the, probably one of the key indicators or really key components when you talk about population density is really just understanding uh, what is a realistic trade area because to some extent and people will travel I mean for for a good physician for a good practice and, and good business people will travel but but the way most sophisticated companies are looking at it now are the close to home centers how can you roll out locations in town where you've got adequate coverage and a, and a reasonable uh, drive time for for a lot of those population sectors. Um, the other interesting thing, I think, when you think about population too, which is which also makes it a little more difficult is, you know, all these demographics are derived from algorithms based on censuses that happen every 10 years, right? And so there's, there's a large degree of inaccuracy in all of them. Um, so that, uh, for 80% of areas, it, it really doesn't impact it greatly. Um, but one of the other things that, that's really important, and we'll probably talk about this more later, is also making sure the area matches. Like when you go, when you look at something on paper, you look at it from 50,000 feet, and it looks okay or it looks good, making sure that when you physically go there, it matches the characteristics of, of what you expect, right? So if you see indicators that are, hey, on paper, this area looked good, it looked like it was growing, it looked like it had a good income level, population base, whatever those key key factors are, and then you go through and drive in that area and you see a lot of vacancy, you don't, it doesn't feel like it's growing, like, I mean, major red flag to make sure that, hey, the demographics that we saw on paper here were maybe an algorithm that was based on this community that maybe for many years grew, but, but then it matured. And now it's in fact starting to kind of go the other way a little bit. Um, so on paper, it still feels viable, uh, but in person, it, it just doesn't. And that's look just that something good. you wouldn't know until you physically. Yeah, you can't. And, and drill. You can't only do this remote. Right. So um, and then you know, do you have any real world examples of something where you were looking for a specific demographic and you had to compare that to what the you know what the agent said or what the flyer said mm. you know probably the so it happens often right our process um if if we are hired or engaged to come in and help a health system roll out six or eight clinics you know we'll go in with the intent to identify 15 or 20 areas of interest knowing that that 20 percent of those after we drive them, we're no longer going to be interested in for whatever for whatever reason. Maybe too much competition. Maybe maybe demographics that are, seem to be trending away or or vacancy in the market that seems to be growing. So probably the the best example that I have for this is uh, we were hired a few years ago to consult on a location that had opened. Maybe it had been open for a year that was really underperforming, and um, 
it was in a large metro area. It was just inside of one of the outer belts. Uh, they had sent us a lot of their um, demographic data from prior to executing on that location. And, and they continued to highlight, hey, the, you know, the five-mile demographics, you know, all these are great. And, um, and we said, cool, you know, let's, we'll, we'll come out there and, and take a look. And you had a wide, wide range of, of variables that, that influenced this. But, but one of the major things were, uh, it was a, it was a, a, a doctor's office that when we got there in person, the the tenant next door was a daycare that had a barbed wire fence. And that was interesting. And then we started to drive around a little bit and, and it came to find out as, as we drove around a little bit, we, we had made some assumptions and then later uh, used some specific data and, and polygon, uh, polygon driven demographics to be able to, to, to show them that, you know, basically the demographics, even though on the three or the five mile ring, they looked okay. A lot of density, decent income levels. Really what happened was uh, half of the circle, a little under half of the circle was inside of the outer belt, a little over half of the circle was outside the outer belt. The, as you can probably guess, where they were inside of the outer belt was really bad demographics. Um, so still good density, but terrible terrible income levels, all these factors, right? And just outside of the highway uh, was a very different demographic, right? So even though it all was represented in that three and five mile ring, it was not really relevant. And the competition that they had in the market was outside of, so even though from 50,000 feet, when you look at population to competition ratios and, and things we'll talk about in the future, it looked okay, but but when you actually went to there, they had physically located in in the part of the demographic ring that was the least viable, and the competitors they did have were out positioning them in the most viable areas. Yeah, so it's one of those cases where on paper it looks great, all the demographics are on point, but unless you physically go there, you're and use some common sense because I mean. If you have barbed wire fences <laughs> with your next door neighbors, that should be an immediate red flag. So it's just one of those cases where you physically have to go there just to make sure that what they're saying, what you're reading, lines up with what you're seeing in person. Yeah, well, and I think, and I think, look, I mean, obviously the physician practice that went there, I mean, they had seen it before they did it, but but it, it just drives home what I was saying earlier is not all demographics are equal just because good population bases lived within a couple miles of the site doesn't mean that they're going to be willing to to come to that location for a number of reasons but it just show, it just goes to show you how different components of the demographics can be kind of manipulated or, or, or to your point focused on to highlight an area that, that maybe shouldn't be um, uh, targeted yeah, no, it makes sense for sure. And um, what about, you know, another popular one would be drive-by traffic. Mm. And so this is, is a little bit more complicated too because a certain amount of drive-by traffic is good, but too much of it can be a bad thing. So 
you know, this is still, it's something you, you have to compare it to a standard, set a sort of standard in your community or your general geographic area. But what are some rules of thumbs that you might look out for? Yeah, so another, another uh, like income levels, another kind of loaded question because, again, maybe depending on the type of the practice, um, it, it may be different. And, and a few obvious examples, right? Like you said, the higher the traffic count, kind of the more regional that roadway must be, right? So from as small as a, a two-lane road with 10,000 cars a day that's very neighborhood-oriented to highway that'll do a hundred thousand plus a day that's very transient oriented right and you still have businesses located with visibility off of each they have signs off of each and and really trying to understand kind of that spectrum of traffic is really going to gauge and what you have to line up is making sure that your your target audience for that individual practice is is the one utilizing um, that immediate traffic, right? So, so it, it, there's a common phrase in our business, you know, is it drive to or drive through traffic, right? So if I'm a primary care office, dentist office, and my target demographic ring would be three miles, say, you know, probably the range of traffic I'm looking for is that 20 to 30,000 cars a day, right? Because anything over than that, usually you're going to be on a roadway where it's very it's very pass-through traffic right so even though you might there might be the opportunity to get on a major road with 50,000 cars a day the reality is in, in a typical mostly suburban area you know if, if it's got a traffic count that high it's usually people who do not live close going somewhere far away or or coming inside of that area and likely when when they need my service, you know, they've got somebody closer to home. They're going to pass a bunch of people before they get to me. So it's really trying to match. Uh, but inversely, you have, if you think about like some kind of uh, surgery suite or, or neuro, uh, just a real specialized type of healthcare where you do draw, have a large draw, uh, those are more commonly found on some of those higher higher traffic roads because they will benefit from people five and ten miles away seeing their sign unlike a an urgent care or primary care office where it, it may be great to see the sign but but the reality is is you have many other options closer to you than than that one so yeah traffic counts traffic counts super tricky and you can take it a step further to say you know is is my physical location like is the traffic count even relevant to me right like do i have a good sign on the on our property where the 20,000 cars that are passing me actually see me, right? Because you can have all the all the ideal traffic in the world if you don't have a good physical location, good signage, good accessibility, it's it's meaningless. So so traffic's a really um a really key factor uh yeah, and that makes sense. Like it's kind of like the law of diminishing returns. You know, that first twenty, thirty thousand, you're gonna get a, a really great bang for your buck. I mean, that's probably going to be mostly people who are your exact core audience. Now, it gets drastically worse as you go down. You know, if you get less than twenty thousand, fifteen thousand, ten thousand. I mean, you're t you are talking very, very sparsely populated or sparsely driven areas, and 
if that's the case, then you're going to have to hope that you're the only <laughs> the only doctor in town. The only yeah, or or it could be a, I mean it could be a very very um, you know one of the one of the topics and and we'll talk about this a lot. This whole retailization of healthcare pieces. It's not uncommon to to see healthcare practices on roads with no traffic in areas that are very dense, right? So you just want to benefit from a lot of that. I mean, the whole the whole concept of the retailization of healthcare is just getting more. You know, if you use an extreme example like a Starbucks, like a McDonald's, you know, it's just putting your practice in a more visible environment in the same trader you already exist in. Right. So, you know, all the time you will see healthcare practices that are in dense, good areas, but they're off a side street, they're they're wherever they're at and they have negligible traffic. Right. So then they have to depend on other marketing and advertising mediums to let people know they exist. And, you know, we would submit that they're very vulnerable to being outpositioned by a competitor if someone were to come with a more retail focused location that benefits from the traffic counts, the customer awareness through through all that engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Those are the probably the most popular demographics that you're gonna come across. They're gonna be listed you know, across the board unilaterally, no matter where you're looking at. Um, and so those are some just kind of basic rules, do's and don'ts of what to look out for. Hopefully there's some bite-sized nuggets that you can t- take away from this and apply it. And so uh, in the next coming up episodes, we're going to be talking deeper into market strategy. We're going to go into competition evaluation, synergistic users, psychographics, trade areas, uh, you know, and then unrelated anchor businesses as well. So if you liked what you heard, keep tuning in. If you need help finding the perfect location for your practice or you're ready to invest in commercial real estate, email us podcast at leadersre.com. That's podcast at leadersre, re as in realestate.com. Or go to www.leadersre.com and fill out our form. See you next time.